My name is Abdul Al Habeshi. I'm 34 years old. I'm married. I have two kids. One of them has been born while I'm here in Australia. I didn't see her. Just, um, you can say I'm just a normal person who has been inspired by the appraisal um, in Tunisia and Egypt. And, uh, but it's not the first time for me to participate in a protest or to, to be involved in the politics in my country. Uh, I have been arrested in the 90s and I have been tortured there. I have been detained for around four months. And actually, I lose my scholarship on the 19th according to the sectarian basis which the government is they are doing on us. On this uprisal, I participate as well as the most of Bahraini people in the protest on the first day, on the 14th of February. I have been injured on that day, I have been tortured, but I am not arrested. On the 17th, again, I have been uh, on the police and the army attacked the pair and the boat for the first time, which is the protest area. Uh, I have been injured badly as well, and admitted to the hospital when they banned the ambulance. The Minister of Health, according to the doctors, he was trying to prevent them from uh, treating the injuries when the, and this time when the doctors had their appraisal against the Minister of Health, and they, that's why later on the government of Bahrain tried to punish the doctors for these things. Actually, I came to Australia. It's not on my choice to come to Australia. I decided to flee from Bahrain on 13th of April after I had been uh, suspended from my work, which is on 10th of April. One of my colleagues has been arrested on the same, on the 13th, and was just is what an expectation that I'm going to be arrested. I'm, I'm I'm going to be the next person. So I decided to save my life and where to go towards the nearest place is Dubai. And why I did that is because any, within this period, everybody, a lot of people who have been arrested within a few days, they will come or they will show as a dead body in the streets. So till that time, there were around six or seven persons who have been arrested and later on there are added persons. So that's why my concern that they are going to arrest me and why, why I will allow them to do that and why I will allow them to... I might be, I'm sure I will be tortured and I might be killed in the prison. So I decided to go to Dubai. I stayed at Dubai for 10 days. And on the eighth day, I knew that the uh, Emirates uh, Authority had been arrested four persons and they submit, uh, sent them back to Bahrain. So I decided to go out from Dubai also. But uh, honestly, I don't know where to go at this period. So it was the easiest way, the easiest country maybe it was Thailand because I don't have to process any visa, nothing, just to flow to Thailand. And that's what I did. I stayed at Thailand for a month. Honestly, it was the worst month I ever lived in all my life. It was very difficult. I was alone. Nobody there. My money was running off. I'm worried about my family back home. I have a kid. I have a wife. I have full family, brothers, sisters, big family I have back there. And the news which was coming at this period. It was very disaster and very difficult. I saw some spies or what you want to call them, some people who's working with the Ministry of Interior. I saw them at Thailand and those people, they, when I was arrested in the they tortured me. And I was, honestly, I was I scared too much when I saw those people and I was trying to hide myself as much as I can. So almost I was not going anywhere, staying in the hotel. I feel how lonely I was, and it was really, really a very difficult period. So I was deciding to find a, a safe place so I can survive the rest of my life and 
join with and unite with my family again. Thoughts came to my mind: USA, UK, and Australia, which is as a three countries. I can choose one of them, or that's what I think. But actually, I was not choosing. I applied for those three countries and for US visa. It's taking long time. Their process. I have to do for interview and the process for interview is taking so long. For UK, actually, they refuse my visa. But I did uh, all of them. I apply as a tourist visa, and I have guaranteed the tourist visa for Australia. I flew from Thailand after exactly one month. I've spent it there, and uh, the flight from Thailand from Bangkok to Sydney it's nine hours. Getting out from Thailand airport also, I was I don't know what's going to happen. Even the same thing was in Bahrain airport. Same thing Thailand airport, uh, Dubai airport. That I must be arrested there. So you know, I was a little bit worried about these things. What will happen next? Am I going to be safe or what? From Thailand till Sydney, it was very difficult. Nine hours for me. I didn't almost. I didn't sit on my chair there. I was just standing, walking in the in the plane most of the time. Even the cabin crew was a little bit scary about me or something like that. But I told them that I have a kind of phobia and honestly it was not that just I was worried about what, what's going to happen next. Am I going to be saved? I will, am I going to reach Australia or not? And when I reached the uh, Australian borders, some of the immigration staff, honestly, they treat me very bad. I was not expecting that to happen to me. And one of them, of the country who's uh, supposed to be a human rights uh, country or that what I think there are people there all of them supposed to be there, <laughs> caring about the human rights. There, there is no sectarian, there is no this, all of these kind of things. But really, I have been treated very bad at the airport from some of the staff, not all of them. And later after that, I have been taken to Villawood Center. I was shocked with this uh, when they took me also to Villawood. Why I'm detained? What crime I have committed to be detained there? I have I'm fleeing from my country from the prison, and now they brought me and they put me at the at the prison also, so what's my crime there? What what I have done wrong? I have the right to come to this country. My life was in danger, so I, ha I have to find a refugee for myself and for my family as well. Some of the staff there at Villawood, I will not say all because some of them only, they, they were sectarian, they were treating us very bad. I, I spent two months there. For me, it was a very long period, but if I will compare it to other people who detained there, I'm very lucky person if I compare myself. Because I met some people there who spent four years, imagine that, four years in the detention. And they were just let, let these people to choose either to stay in the detention or go back to their country. So what will lead this person to stay at the, uh, prefer to stay at the detention rather than going back to his country if there's nothing worse in his country he's fleeing from. And a lot of them, I, I saw them there who were almost um, have um, mental issues because of staying long time at the detention for no crime they have done. So really it was very bad. How did you keep strong during that time? Because I don't have any other choice. Do, do, I, do I have a, cho a choice? I don't have. Just to resist, that's all. And just to be in a better place and better life for me and for my family. Or that's what I was... Uh, expecting but until now you know it's just to keep waiting and waiting it's much worse than for example 
to stay there at the Villa Woody you don't know when you are going to be guaranteed for your visa. When you are going to out, uh, going to be out, you don't know. Either you are going to stay for a month or a year or six years, you don't know. Just you are sitting for a hope that today they will call you and you will, they will tell you just uh, you have guaranteed the visa or not. So it's very difficult. The, the, the waiting itself, when the lawyer called me and she told me that uh, you have the guarantee, I don't know, just my tears came out. And uh, I was almost, yeah, almost, almost happy that a part of, uh, of my disaster finished. So the next step is to unite my family, which until now I didn't unite with them for more than I mean, as a refugee. In the Australian community, I think um, among the Australian community, there is a lot of people who understand these things. But still, there is a lot of people who they think that we are our coming is against them. That they thought that we are taking their rights, for example, which is not as same as they have the rights. We have a rights also. They are human beings. We are human. We have the right to live. We have the right to survive. We have the right to live their our life. Oh, we, we might face a bad experience back home in our continent. So we came here to find a new life for ourselves, to, protect, to, to, to live at least. Not everybody, but still there is somebody who, who will stay while you are walking on the road, so they will look to you. A lot of people, they don't know you are a refugee or you are just a migrant, a normal migrant. So, but some people, according to your color, or you are looking Middle East, you, know, you, call it, you are looking a little bit darker skin than there. And so some of some of them, not all. Some of them, they have very bad attitudes, even though how they look to you. Which let me, which honestly, I feel sad. I was not expecting that sectarian to be here, in one of them, supposed to be the first or the best, one of the best countries around the world from this, uh, from the human rights and the equality between people and the dignity for people. If there was one message that you wanted to give the Australian people on World Refugee Day, uh, what yeah, would it be? I, I want, I want everybody to know that there is nobody against anybody, especially here in Australia. Everybody has the right to life. Everybody has the right to come here, same as them. They came here. Everybody, nobody can say he's not, he's better than the other. All of us are immigrants to this country, except, of course, the Aborigines and their rights. But uh, all of us are immigrants. Who, who, whoever you are, you are a migrant at the end. Either maybe your, father, your parents or your grandparents or whatever. So each person has the right to live. To live is, is, is best. And I want to just pass a message to those who have just passed away yesterday, I guess, when this ship sank out. I think, I think the government of Australia has to take their, their responsibility against those people because what I understand that they send a rescue or they send that a message for Canberra that we are in that situation and nobody helped them. I need everybody to understand why those people coming by this way. Sure, they have something much worse than this, uh, than their uh, trip on this dangerous situation. So there is something move them out to come here. So just understand that, that and put yourself in those people's situation and you will feel it later on. Also, I have the right to see my family back. And I have the right to see my babies. I have the right to see my kids. I have the right to unite with them again because it's very long time. I never be away from my family that much. Especially that I have a new baby, new newborn baby. I, did. I didn't see her and uh, I have a boy which I miss him too much. And I'm sure he do the same. So just I ask the, the Australian authorities just to just our their visas so I can unite with them again. Thank you.